0: I'm Damien the DM from Adventures in Aurelia, a collaborative storytelling experience told through a game of Dungeons and Dragons, part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other epically geeky shows at gunnageeknetwork.com.
1: Welcome to episode number 54 of Better Podcasting Live Chat. I am Steven, and I'm pleased to say that I am happy to be back podcasting with SP this week. Yeah, 54. We're almost
0: getting up to the age where I am. You know, the podcast is getting in the ARP range, and we're just having fun.
1: Another 30 to go. Uh, (laughs) Joking, joking. Uh, SP, first off, thank you for holding down the fort last week. Uh, You did a fantastic job. I really enjoyed having you uh, do the show on your own because I wasn't there and I got to just sit back, enjoy and listen to some awesome podcast content from somebody that I uh, I respect in podcasting. So I really enjoyed that.
0: <laughs> yeah, thanks for watching and listening. I appreciate that. I did notice that you left in one point where I got all choked up literally and needed to take a drink of water and was powering through my voice. I thought, surely he'll use this as an edit point. Nope, he
1: didn't. I know. I I thought of that afterwards because I noted it while I was previewing it. I wrote it down. And then I just forgot to go back entirely. I, I I literally caught it and everything. I I apologize for that. That's my fault. And apparently I just was still on vacation mode because that was my last day of vacation that I, put, I edited that together. And I don't know. It just slipped my mind to go back.
0: <laughs> you know, it's fine because this was supposed to be not edited. You did have to do some editing, though, because you added some graphics and in the intro and outro, which I didn't actually have at hand. Yeah, well, I have it, but it's old, so I didn't want to use it. So I just recorded it raw and you did the good stuff at the end but yeah it was good it was fun i had some i had four things i wanted to talk about and I, and i talked about it so i don't know hope everybody enjoyed it
1: well thanks again for doing that and yeah we were away the week prior just because we were both on vacation but um yes if you're checking out the live version or even the video version afterwards you will see that we have slightly finally modified the overlay many 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 months in the making uh it's pretty much years. What you've co- years what you've come <laughs> to know about it but we do actually have at the bottom now the live chat room embedded so that you can uh see what the live chat room is saying during the show uh it will not be there when we go back to the main season of better Pod or the the next season of the main show better podcasting but it is there for the better podcasting live chat with no s
0: Right. It is there for the next few weeks. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested in this. This guy is different than what you have done for Gonna Geek. So we'll see where it is. We are in the live chat in our Discord server, which you can find at betterpodcasting.com slash Discord. And we look forward to hearing and seeing now everybody actually on there. I, I should have said reading and watching and everything. But anyway, we see it visually at the YouTube channel.
1: Yes, for sure. Uh let's start off with something that kind of affects various podcasts right now possibly, largely, likely. But uh it's all about the SAG strike. For those of you that didn't know this, the Screen a- the Screen Actors Guild of America, is it? Uh they I don't know if that's in there, but it's the screen it's the str- Screen I can't say it, the Screen Actors Guild. I'm not editing that out. Uh, they are on strike. And so there are certain things that the uh, SAG union is for- forbidding during the strike. And so that's kind of affecting some podcasts because because one of the things that's in there is about promotion of different uh, specific works. I don't know all the details about it, but um, there are certain works that they cannot promote anymore. And that does include on things like podcasts. And so... There's been sort of this little ripple through a bunch of podcasting of people who are part of SAG and uh, are not going to be doing these shows that they you, would,
0: or are hopeful to join SAG one day.
1: A very good point. And that leads me into one of the other aspects of it, which is influencers. Because I didn't know this, but apparently SAG has an agreement with certain influencers. I don't like the term influencers, but it is an official term. So I'm going to use it um, because that is what they're called but um, influencers is, is a broad topic, but they apparently have an agreement with certain influencers as well. And so there's some people that aren't actors that you would never think are actors, but you may have seen them on things like, you know, big TikTok channels, big uh, YouTube channels, things like that. And because they are probably Instagram as well, uh, they are influencers. They might actually be a part of SAG through a specific agreement that's in there. And so they will also be bound to that as well. So online in all of this different content creation, there's been... Um, quite the shift in a little while. And the really interesting part about it to me is the last time that we had like the writer strike and, and any, and um was way back in 2007. And then the last time there was a SAG strike was like forever ago. And um things are so different now. And, and there's a lot of unclarity. And I, I say that specifically that way, mm. because they are trying to put out um, SAG is trying to clarify what is forbidden what is not but there seems to be so many different layers of the onion when it comes to online uh creation out there whether it is things like people's personal podcasts whether it is talking about things like review shows versus just straight out promos right now there's there's sort of this this period where people who are supporting seg or are part of Sag don't want to risk stepping on any toes and possibly being labeled a, quote, scab for possible future membership. And that's just because they can't get the clarity. So there's a, there's a lot of, I'll say turmoil right now, because I think there's a lot of people, of course, erring on the side of caution as far as um, if they're doing something and they're worried that might possibly be against what the, uh, out, what's been outlined by SAG.
0: I got a couple of things. First of all, Liberty Dude posted in the chat, which you can see on the screen right now. Will the Hollywood strikes lead to podcast guest opportunities? That's a double edged sword right there, because on one hand, you would think that they would have the time to do it, and some of them do. On the other hand, they can't talk about any of the works that they've been on. And this also includes like the crew now, too, because if they're a member of one of the SAG unions or whatever, it it doesn't include everybody. But there is solidarity as well. So say that you are podcasting on Strange New Worlds, which is a Star Trek series running on Paramount Plus right now. They were filmed and produced and everything before the strike. I mean, it was in the can, basically ready to go. The actors cannot come out and talk about it. So There is a post-show called The Ready Room with Will Wheaton. He hosts it. He was one of the actors from Star Trek The Next Generation. He's also been on shows like Big Bang Theory, and he was very famous. I guess it's the term child actor back in the day as well. And they would have had to have filmed all that before the season started in order for them to show The Ready Room. And that's the actors there now you apply it to podcasts and say you do a Strange New Worlds podcast, you can't have any of the cast on your show right now. They just can't do it. So they can come on and they can talk about personal things. They just can't talk about anything about work or any of the projects they've been on. So you will see some people and articles and some websites that are starving for content. They will start to talk to these people and talk about their personal lives. They might even start talking about politics, which is that's a dangerous thing, right? But you will not hear them talk about their stuff. And this has all the indications to go a very long time. This is, as Stephen pointed out before, this is a different time. The last time two major unions were on strike at the same time was 1960 in the entertainment industry. It was a very different time back then. You had three network channels. You had like, I don't know, 40 movies, maybe 50 movies coming out a year. Now you have a lot of channels. You have a lot of streaming services. You have content galore. I guarantee you listener and Steven you have not seen everything that you've wanted to see at this point there is tons of back catalog for you to see right
1: absolutely and i think that's the other aspect of it where there's sort of this disconnect and i think we've seen this with streaming services and and this kind of l- plays a little bit into some of the podcast boom that we saw where what is presented is different than what it used to be from a powerhouse perspective you said you know back when the two were on strike there was three networks well, even 10 years ago, you had very few major players as far as distributing products go. And now you look at how it's all fractured, where you have a streaming service that has certain properties, another one that has certain properties. Some people are only watching some streaming. Some refuse to go to the theater. Some want to get back into theaters. So it's a very different landscape. And I, I, I suspect that that sort of realization from both sides is going to take a little bit of time to find that happy medium where where that's reflected in the negotiation talk. So I agree. It could go on for a very long time. And that's going to... Um, there's a lot of podcasts out there and other online content creation that do talk, do review shows, and they do land those interviews, and they do uh, get inside information or even, you know, maybe not even inside information, but they they're relaying information maybe from a public source, like social media and whatnot. And that creates content because they might be like, oh, back to your Strange New Worlds example. They might be like, hey, Anson Mount, who's the lead on Strange New Worlds, uh, he tweeted this inside information about, about when they were shooting this episode. Well, that's not happening right now. So it's less content for podcasters to be able to talk about.
0: And also, it would affect people that might be on the fringe of being main cast or mm-hmm. whatever you want to say, may, even writers, it would inf- impact their ability to podcast about reviews. So I won't get into specifics right now, but on a podcast that I have, I'm probably going to be losing co-host temporarily. And the decision I don't think has been made at the time of this recording, but it will be made by the next time, the time that I record another podcast for legends of shield. So we'll see if we have a full house or not, and we will be solidarity. By the way, if you do an entertainment-based podcast on TV and film, there is a statement out there. I will link it for Stephen. Please put it in the show notes. I don't have it available right off the top of my head, but there is a statement out there. It's in our Discord server that you are supposed to say, if you're a journalist covering it, we're going to modify it. We're going to apply it to our podcast. And it basically states that... This work would not have been possible without these actors, which are uh, this actors and and the crew and the writers, which made this possible that are on strike right now. So we're going to be go ahead and uh, being in solidarity with them by putting that disclaimer at the start of our show with uh, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. I want to take it to another level. Say you are just starting a podcast. And this might even be a podcast on a series that has been out there for years. You know, you're doing one of those rewatch podcasts, either on movies or a TV series or whatever. So you're great. You're going to get into it. And then you're like, okay, I'm going to do this awesome intro and I'm going to have a voiceover. You can't do that Mm. With with a voiceover artist that might want to work in the industry. You just can't do that right now. There are some cartoons on or animation series that are still okay because they're covered by a different union. But if you get into something that's on the big screen on a film or a feature film, like Across the Spider Verse that just came out, you would not be able to partake in that production right now. So it's a fine line. I have not, I have yet to read explicitly. You cannot take part in these podcasts. But there's been enough verbiage in there on solidarity and don't be a scab if you want to be part of these unions in the future, that it's going to impact even voiceover artists for those projects.
1: In the chat, by the way, along that line, we have Liberty Dude saying, could the cast come on to talk strike? Podcasters may benefit from having the star power, even if it isn't actual show discussion. I think that will be the question is what what will come out. In the end of being allowed and, and accepted as the norm um, that there has attempted to be various clarifying statements, but it's still been very vague in certain manners and especially podcasts like, you know, podcasts are being included in some of this discussion. But um, there's I think a lot of people still asking questions about it. Uh, so we'll see as I guess the months, the days, the months, the years go on, uh, hopefully not years, but we'll see what happens. Um, and, and what clarifying comes out. The only other thing that I want to say out there is there's been lots of stories about this and, um, people can make the decision they want, but I, I don't put it out there that there has been a lot of talk, uh, on different content creator side that, some of the studios have been reaching out to content creators to try to do try to fill in some of those promotional gaps and whatnot. And um, if you are someone who is potentially wanting to be a SAG member one day, keep in mind that SAG has said that that is a uh, scab activity is what what they've they. I don't remember the exact ver- verbiage, but it's something to that effect.
0: I don't, I can't remember the term. Is it scab? I don't remember reading the term scab. It's something, okay. it's, you're it probably with right. A,
1: you're probably right. It's probably not.
0: It starts with an S and it, it was a term that I had not seen all that much. I mean, maybe I'm just being stupid right now and not remembering it was indeed scab, but it's, it's scab like. The term is scab like. So yeah, crossing the quote unquote picket line That's to do work that you, sh- you shouldn't be doing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I just throw that out there in case, you know, someone happens to get, who's listening to this, uh, gets reached out and they're like, hey, I've never been reached out before. This is a big opportunity. Uh, there is talk on the interwebs that that's happening. So,
0: I think, that as I mentioned before, that this is going to take a long time because there is so much content out there for everybody to actually get into. And I know we just came out of the pandemic and people spend a year, year and a half in their homes, not doing anything but watching stuff. There is still stuff out there for you to watch. Yeah, I guarantee you because of that I think it's just going to take a much longer time so I think there will be specific guidance out there for podcasts for these people that are either in the unions or want to be in the union someday I think we're going to get there eventually because it's it in my opinion it's going to go on for months if not into 2024
1: and the other thing um not to get to union talk here but but traditionally with job action with if there is a deadlock, Job action increases. So we're, what we're talking about now, it could compound even more. Like let's hypothetically go to Liberty Dudes example. Let's say that that they are, it is clear that they can come on to talk the strike. Eventually it could be, no, you can't do any appearances. So, so it could escalate in theory.
0: Right. All right. So let's move on to the next thing. I want to talk about a couple of podcasts ago. I talked about the episode <laughs> episode. Apple episode numbers. And I mentioned that it's okay now to put the episode numbers in your Apple title. So we host with Libson on this show. I, or not this show, but the Better Podcasting main show. I host with Libson on Legends of Shield. I have to, 475, 77 episodes of Legends of Shield out now. None of them had episode numbers in the title. So this past week, I went in and I started to put in episode numbers at the end of the Apple title, LOS 001, LOS 002. I got to 50 and that's all the time that I had. So this is going to uh. take me a while to do this. Uh, Lipson has a, a bulk Apple editing tool, which makes it easy, but it's still manually. You go in there and you have to add in the episode number. It's like I put a dash LOS, dash space, space, dash space, LOS, and then the number of the episode. It's just going to take me a long time to do this. And if you've already accomplished it, and if you have 500 episodes, good on you. S- sincerely, good on you. It is the right thing to do at this point in time. It just makes me angrier at Apple that I have now, I've been playing by the rules since 2017. Now I have to go back in and correct, because they're like, oh, we're not going to display the episode number that you. we've created this field for you, and we're not going to do it. So, just want to give everybody an update. I got 50 done since we talked about it last time, which has been what, three weeks? And that's it. So, I'm mad, still.
1: Yay for my rigidness, because I don't, I think I tried to do my RSS thing, modify my script in order to be able to strip it out for Apple, but I don't think I ever got there or I did it and it broke. So I I go looking. But in any case, I kept I kept uh, putting it in there. I'm pretty sure unless I'm forgetting after, you know, what I did before the break. But uh, I'm pretty sure I just was lazy and like, I'm not doing that. (laughs) I don't know.
0: Yeah. So you put a note in here. I hadn't seen this yet about the SM7.
1: Yeah. So apparently the SM7 is. 50 years it's being celebrated by sure i don't do i have a bell i do have a bell there we go yay yes i know that was that was pretty pathetic um yes yes but (laughs) for the audio or for the the, uh, actually everybody heard that that was sp frantically trying to stop it because apparently he looped himself (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I've got one with a loop and one without a loop, and I hit the one with the loop instead.
1: <laughs> anyway, sure, put a thing out there. They go celebrating SM7 fifty years of an audio icon, and they have done a contest. They right now you can enter for a chance to win one of fifty uniquely numbered signature signature edition SM7B microphones. This contest is going on apparently by sure until eleven fifty nine p.m. Central Time on August 21st. Now, you might be saying, Stephen, I am so excited because up in Canada, they're they're even more expensive than America. Or you're going, wow, over in Australia, all we've got is road products because we just love road so much, which I, I can get that. Um, well, you're not in luck because the contest is only open to Americans, quote, Prize winners, uh, uh, no, sorry, quote, the sweepstakes is further limited to any legal resident of the United States, 18 years of age or older, who is not employed, blah, 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 blah. But basically the bottom line is it's a U.S. contest. But if you'd like to check that out, you can. We'll have the link over in the docs over at betterpodcasting.com in the show notes for this. As well, we do have it in the Better Podcasting channel on our Discord. But yes, uh, there is a contest uh, for that. But I just thought, cool, 50 years of the SM7. Yeah,
0: it's pretty cool. I mean, we've all heard the stories about it. Uh, I've actually tried one. You've tried it. I think it was actually the same one. You're on one now, yes, right? I am. and and Which is uh, different
1: than the first one.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah It's the second one that you've had in your studio, basically. That's what I was trying to get to. Is like, I've tried one. It got mailed close to you. You were able to try it for a little bit. So we tried the same microphone, and now you're on a different one. And it was the Thriller microphone. It has been noted in studios uh, for major recordings and for radios. Matter of fact, I want to say, I want to say it was the microphone of Fraser too. I don't know. Like Fr- Frazier had this hmm. radio show, right? Yeah. I think it was a Sure SM7. I knew I've seen him on TV shows as well, so they're being used as prop. So yeah, famous microphones and yeah, they've been around for a while. I think it's the same capsule. I would have to read up on this again, but I think it's the same capsule that's in like the SM58, but it's just configured differently inside the SM7B. I don't know. It's a good one. And I would encourage everybody to go ahead and do it because... This is going to be a signature. It's going to be one of 50. It's going to be numbered. So in a few years, you can go to an auction house and you could say, I've got this one. And then some sure fanatic is going to pay like $10,000 for this dang thing.
1: You know, what's going to happen. Uh, By the way, you're going to be very disappointed here. It is not an SM7B. It looks to be an Electro voice microphone, probably an RE20. Uh, I know I've seen
0: it on TV before. So you're talking about the Fraser one. Yeah. Yeah, I know
1: I've seen it before. Yeah, it's all over the place. Uh, and by the way, if you do have an SM7B and you've had it for a little while, it's a good opportunity to say, say, what did you like about it? Maybe you had one you didn't like it. What didn't you like about it? Come on over to our Discord at betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. Uh, I would say that the SM7B can be a little bit of a polarizing microphone as far as discussions go. I think that um, it is very subjected to to different voices and some people love it and some people don't love it. But I'd love to uh, chat a little bit about that over in our Discord server. I just I like talking about gear every now and then.
0: Gear, I mean, every now and then (laughs) we talk about it every day if we
1: could. So it might not be 50 years, but what's 20 years, SP?
0: Oh, 20 years. So apparently, I you know, I've seen this all over the place as for the date, but apparently everybody's celebrating this podcasting is now 20 years old because the first podcast out there is posted July 9th, 2003. And I remember it being like in September, October timeframe, but I, I'm going to have to go back into the history. So happy birthday podcasting. You're 20, 20 years. And to think, Stephen, we're still on the side of we've been podcasting longer than half the time that podcasting's been out there, right?
1: Ah, uh, no,
0: yes. no. You're, you're over 10 years podcaster. So am I. So we've been podcasting more than half the time oh, that podcasting has been half. available. Sorry, I
1: misunderstood yeah. you. I thought you were saying the reverse. Yeah, that's that's me not paying attention, apparently.
0: That's fine. So yeah, it's <laughs> happy 20th anniversary podcasting or birthday whatever is it an anniversary or a birthday what do you think
1: I think it's a anniversary I'm not gonna pick on that uh, I can't pick and choose <laughs> all right well we were talking microphones a minute ago but I thought it was easier to slide into the uh to the 20th discussion but i I want to slide back to microphones for a minute because I got cold fe- feet about selling a microphone. We mentioned a little bit ago on here that I went to uh, sell and I listed my uh, Blue Encore 100. Well, I had somebody reach out about it. And then when they reached out, I, um, it was suddenly sold is what I'll position it as. And I, uh, it, it had been sold and I forgot to remove the listing. It, it's, it's my official story and I'm sticking to it
0: hmm okay have you listed any other gear
1: i i have i've listed some other random stuff no bites on it yet but i don't know the blue encore all of a sudden after our discussion i was like i like this microphone maybe i'll keep it
0: (laughs) yeah i'm keeping mine i'm not gonna sell it but i am gonna start to list other things i keep on saying that right i do have several listings out there for other stuff in the house i have so sold some outdoor power lawn equipment by the way that's always fun. Because they, it does it work? Yeah, it works. Well, can you start it for me? Yeah. So actually, that's a funny story. The ads now, most of them online, allow you to put a video in there. So I just take a video of me starting the dang thing up. So they can't ask, well, does it work? Well, did you watch the video? <laughs> <laughs> but now I need to get into the gear and, and sell off the gear and, and get it out of the house.
1: Over in our live chat, we had Johnny Pennington talking about the contest and he said, I need to try. My luck is doing good. I just want a better podcasting mug, which I think is the best contest around. That, that is the best.
0: Yeah, Johnny, you need to put that picture in the better podcasting discord channel.
1: Was there a picture?
0: Yeah, well, he took a picture and he sent it to us in email, but I don't feel comfortable taking that because I was not given explicit permission to do so and posting it. I think Johnny has to figure out how to take that picture and post it in our Discord server or give us explicit permission to do so. What are the other?
1: Preferably uh, permission to also place it on screen during the live show. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Okay, I got a random question for you following up for last week, Hespi. Quest. So, Quest. I like I said, I listened to the show, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. I even, yeah. you know, noticed your errors and everything. Um, but but, you know, I I think I, I did pretty good no, for a solo you show. You did a fantastic <laughs> job. No, you did an amazing job. Um, but I had a question for you because I heard you talking last week about the social media and I've mm-hmm. heard you talk a little bit about TikTok and I I think in the same context YouTube, YouTube Shorts and things like that and um I wanted to ask you a little bit about your distinction between TikTok and Instagram and YouTube shorts and other social media, because I've noticed whenever we brought it up, um, you've got a certain flavor about mentioning that with those platforms, that you kind of look at those independently to any podcast, growth of your podcast as essentially not getting a lot of translation between the two so it almost seems like the viewpoint that you've got to do with tiktok and instagram and and whatnot is almost a little different than sort of the legacy social media where a lot of time has been invested for by people in trying to grow their podcast like on twitter and facebook and I kind of wanted to know um what specifically about these platforms do you feel is different than those more legacy platforms where there were people sinking including ourselves, sinking tons of time into social, those social medias attempting to grow our podcast.
0: I would think my issues are twofold. First, it's much more visual platform than the other platforms are. Matter of fact, I don't even know if you can post on Instagram and TikTok without at least having a photo, if not a video. i I think TikTok is video only, but I don't know. I don't have a TikTok account. You actually have one, so you'd be able to tell me.
1: Yeah, it is video only as far as I know.
0: (laughs) Okay, so you'd have to do that. In order to promote your podcast correctly, you would have to then get videos together that had the purpose of your channel. So you're actually producing small little snippets of video. And I don't know how long, I'm guessing anywhere from 15 seconds to 60 seconds. This is just a guess where you'd want to stay in that sweet spot. So somebody that is scrolling will listen or watch your thing and then get to the end and then like subscribe or follow you or whatever, and not just pass you by like you're halfway through it. And they're like, "Yeah, this is not interesting anymore. So they go, go through that is a lot of time other than your podcast that is being spent producing a promotional item. Plus the secondary thing is that these platforms want to keep you on the platform. So they make it very difficult to link outside of the platform to go to listen to or watch to your podcast somewhere else. They want to keep you there and they don't do long form content. So they're not going to have your entire podcast there. And there's no link back to it anyway. Like if you were doing statistics and you'd have a play there, there is no way to actually go back to your podcast and say, yes, this is how many downloads I had or how many views I had on my show. And then if you wanted to get advertisements later, you would have no direct correlation there. So really what you're doing is you're creating a podcast and then you're creating this account or channel or whatever you want to call it that is also a separate identity They can be the same IP. But my contention is they are not the same thing. They are two separate things that you are promoting. Now you can cross promote between the two, but they're two separate things. So now you've taken as a hobbyist, you've taken your one thing, which you barely have time for really in your life, your podcast, you love it, but you have very uh, little time for, and now you've added a second or a third thing on top of it, all to do the one giant thing that you want to do. Now, with influencers and other social media experts out there, yeah, that's great. Or companies that can pay somebody to do it. But as a hobbyist, I have a lot of issues with sinking time into that where it's not directly proportional to your podcast. Now, if you want to have a TikTok account and run with it, and monetize that and, and get your following there, go ahead. Just don't think you can really do both with the time that you have.
1: I think these are great points, and I'm not going to disagree with any of them. And I just wanted to bring them up because I I noticed in the conversation um, they weren't specifically addressed. And and I think that's just because the nature of what you're discussing last week. But um, I think that is really good rationale. And it's important for people to consider because you're right. It's you sink a lot of time into these things. But I would actually personally take it a a, a step further and say that in today's day, It's even different than like three, four years ago. I think most social media is falling more in line with what you just described than it used to be for direct cross promotion, where you are building a community out there, even if it is something as simple as creating yourself a tweet or a thread or whatever, you're still building a following almost independently. And you might occasionally get somebody over there, but that community platform is, um, is, is going to have only a certain percentage of, of that translate over to potential listeners. So you kind of, I think, as you're going out there, need to need to consider any time you're spending on social media, which we've talked about before. It's an important thing for podcasting. Certain social media can be beneficial to grow your podcast. But you I think you really need to be realistic with people out there that that I would say the bulk of your time will be not translating to potential listeners.
0: I think that's a fair statement these days, even if it is not visually aided. Like if you just do a textual based Twitter account and you retweet other stuff that's in your niche or your topic or whatever. Yeah, okay. I, I can kind of see that where you only get so many people to translate into listening to your podcast. But that brings up another point that I had last week, which is there are so many. Mm-hmm. You got to pick and choose which one you want. And then I made the contra, uh, contra- <laughs> Controversial statement of only do one account. Like if it's your personal account, just make it your personal account. And that's it. If it's your podcast account, make it your podcast account. And that's it. Don't do multiple accounts. That's controversial.
1: It's not controversial because back when we had Cody Goff on Better Podcasting, he was a big advocate of that. And what Cody Goff says is the right thing. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, he is a podcast award winner and a professional podcast producer, so yeah. So I'll, I'll go with what he says.
1: <laughs> but seriously, I really enjoyed that talk last week. Uh, I really liked your viewpoints on there. Uh, a couple things, you know, maybe I, I I would think a little bit differently, but overall, I I, I still enjoyed the conversation. Like I, not even overall, I will just say straight up, I enjoyed the conversation and and the points on there. Um, and the other aspect that I think is sort of interesting um, to think about is when you're looking at something like Facebook or Twitter or maybe a certain side of Instagram, it's a very um, different type of content going over to a podcast. And so like you're going out there to Twitter or threads or whatever, to short text, and you're putting a post out there that is text. and It is very different than a podcast. When you're looking at something like TikTok or YouTube shorts or whatever, it's very close. And so people might be consuming. They might really be into that sort of type of content, but in a way that is mimicking that platform that you're on. So someone might be like, I love I love content creator reviews. I love independent reviews of of these shows. People telling me the latest thing about Strange New Worlds. So I follow these people on TikTok because it's short and it's fast. And then they go and they listen to podcasts and they're like, no, 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 I'm getting this shorter and faster on TikTok because that's what I personally like. So I almost think it's a harder sell when when the media of the, so, the social media platform is very close to what a podcast is because someone's already getting a very similar product through something like TikTok in a different way.
0: Yeah, I could see that. I could also see that. I, I thought you were going to go you actually surprised me i thought you were going to go and it's similar so they're going to like it more and i was going to counter <laughs> with with and this is still valid i, I like you that,
1: countering where you think and, i was going to go this is yeah, awesome right
0: <laughs> yeah and it is it's not applicable anymore i'm not countering you i'm just saying the time that you spend in developing that content is exponentially more than just a textual tweet so yes yeah. you're still spending time in in both camps but it's more time that you're spending for a tiktok account or an instagram account and and different people have different talents you know if that's your thing go for it if you have somebody on your staff in your hobby podcast that loves doing that thing or if you like doing that thing go go ahead go do it i'm not saying don't do it i'm just saying it's going to be more effort for you to do it and you should go into that eyes wide open
1: you bring up a really good point right now. when you say, you know, on your staff or whatever. But this plays right into the idea that we've talked many times about hobby podcasters who are working with a team of different people, dividing duties so one person is not getting burnt out. Maybe you do podcasts with a few different people and someone is taking the editing duties and somebody really likes social media. Then, you know, that is dividing the work a little bit. And it's not just one person trying to do all of these things. And so maybe you can fan out a little bit more than you would if, say, you were the one that was producing and editing and you were the technical one and, and you were handling social media all, all on your own. You know,
0: that has just not been my experience. <laughs> and I have been wanting that for quite some time. Usually it's like, no, I don't want to touch editing. No, I don't want to do that. And you're like, you want to take a week off yeah. from editing, but you still want to record the podcast but you don't have the time for the editing. And we've done this for you a couple of times, both on the going to geek show and the better podcasting show, because you do all the editing for it. Not that I can't, but you do it. So I'm like, okay, well, let's just take the week off because then you're not pressured to do it. And you don't feel that, oh my gosh, I missed a deadline or I need to get this done in addition to everything else that I'm And Your rationale for being off is like a fun family thing or something like that. So yeah, the, my experience of, one person doing it and nobody else wanting to do it is probably different than maybe a younger podcasting crowd because they're all familiar with doing all this stuff on their phones because they do all have, and I'm generalizing here, but they do (laughs) all have TikTok accounts and Instagram accounts and stuff like that. They're just used to, that's how they've grown up. It's like you and I Like me, I grew up with with a Commodore 64. You grew up in a little bit more graphical because you're younger. You grew up with a little bit more graphical computers. And these phones that we have are what our kids are growing up today. So they're used to that interface. They're going to be so graphically inclined as they go forward to be able to manipulate visual data. It's just going to be amazing what they're going to be able to do in 20 or 30 years. Us, my generation, not so much.
1: The way that you just said that, I picture you out on a rocking chair on your front lawn, yelling at those young whippersnappers with their phones, editing their podcasts.
0: You can't edit <laughs> while you're walking the dog. You can't do that. You got to be in front of a screen for four
1: hours. <laughs> uh, All right. You wanted to talk about Descript. What's up there? I do. So I was asked
0: by Descripts community manager, Ashley Hamer, also an award-winning podcaster, by the way, to participate in the the interview for how they looked at AI and creators and how AI may be good for creators and some of the bad things as well. So I was a part of that. I got to have a, a little clip in their video like a short seven minute video and i was one of the podcasters they interviewed and it was it was fun to do i just didn't know that they were gonna do that and oh by the way my uh, pod mic in that interview was like it was askew I was like oh you really did use the video from this. <laughs> so, so my pod, pod mic's a little askew in there but uh yeah it was kind of fun i'll link the uh the YouTube version of it but there's also an article that they went through a lot of stuff too. So if you haven't gotten to AI and you're listening to us and you are into podcasting, you might want to take a look at that because it's it's very much a 101 and the future possibilities of what AI could bring to you as a hobby or independent creator.
1: I'm looking at your uh, askew pod mic right now. It's uh <laughs> it's pretty incredible. Um, I, I do have a question for you though about what you just said. And, and yes, everybody go... You know, check that out and everything and we'll put it in the notes and whatnot. But um, you mentioned that you about being surprised that they were using the video. Um, was that out of curiosity, I'm not trying to throw anybody under the bus because I, I think I want to take this to more of a learning opportunity, possibly. Um did did they make that clear to you up front that they were gonna use the video? They did. Okay, they did. They
0: did. And and because I was in the studio and what I podcast in normally, I was like, Yeah, sure, go ahead. I just didn't bother to turn around and look behind me for that. I like see the pod mic, otherwise I would have <laughs> straightened it up. But yeah, they they did. They said, okay, this is going to be recorded. Are you okay with that? And I said, yes. And then they said, this will be video recorded as well. Are you okay with us using clips of the video? They didn't say they were going to use the whole thing. It wasn't like a podcast interview. They just wanted to do clips. So it was a true like journalistic interview. It wasn't like a live streamed interview. Like we're used to on better podcasting. And I knew they were going to, it was like a narrative style thing where they were just putting a bunch of experts and, and, uh, people that were experienced creators in there and stuff like that. So yeah, it was, it was pretty fun project to be a part of for me. I just sat down with them for, I think it was an hour. I think Ashley started to really ask some questions and, and really go down some rabbit holes and stuff. So I think she was enjoying the talk with me. Uh, they did also have a, I forget her name. They did have another uh, actual journalist there that they had on staff to do it. So yeah, it, it was a, interesting. You remember that that uh, documentary about podcasters a few years ago? Yeah, I do. Yeah, it, it was kind of like that. But this is the next generation for AI. This is all sorts of creators, not just podcasters, but all sorts of creators. So yeah, it was, it was kind of fun. Whether or not you liked a script, I would encourage you to check it out.
1: Uh, In the chat, Liberty Dude is asking what uh, this request was done at the time of recording or in advance about uh, you being on video.
0: So the video was done right then and there. And I could have said no, but I rolled with it because like I said, I was in my environment that I podcast. There was a lot, you know, it's kind of funny. We were talking about you not using over the can earphones last time we, we podcasted together oh, yeah. you know, a couple of weeks ago. I right? forget
1: about that. That was so long ago. I've wiped it away. It was pre-vacation. So.
0: <laughs> so you use in-ear monitors, but I use the cans and I'm watching all these other creators and you could see the disdain for all of them not wanting to wear Headphones because none of them were. And here I am with the the traditional podcaster or radio broadcaster setup with you know the big microphone in my face and what and the uh earphones on and everything. I'm like, okay, well, I, one thing here does not look like the others.
1: All, all I know is I was really happy to see my cardboard cut out behind you. That was nice. Thank you.
0: Oh yeah. Well, and, and I stroked it a little bit too. <laughs> you know?
1: Um Okay, so back to uh, Liberty Dude's point there. And that was kind of where I was going with my question was, I, I think that, you know, if you're going to bring somebody on and you're going to use them, at, do an interview with them. It's important to set the parameters up front of of what you're expecting. And we actually ran into this years and years and years ago with somebody um, that we interviewed. And, and we had thought that we had done a good job of... Um, explaining what we were looking for out of the interview for the show and everything. But when we connected, it was they were instantly like, oh, you want to record me on this? And and they were confused. And I think we kind of assumed that maybe it went through an assistant or something like that. But, um, you know, I think it's it was a lesson for us just to make sure if we were going to ever interview anybody, just make sure like it's a, as clear in writing as as possible and um, something like that. I think it definitely it would be good, I think, up front to possibly do that. Now, they also might be rolling with the idea that that uh, if they say up front, maybe video, it might make some people say no, as opposed to connecting with them and then going, no, I'd really not be on video. At least you still have them there for the audio. You might might not scare them away up front if they're willing to if they're comfortable with audio, but not video.
0: I learned very early on when I was scheduling for better podcasting chats with SP to make sure that everybody understood that it was going to be a live streamed video and that video would be recorded. And I think once I got beyond the sphere, sphere the fear of the immediate people that were fans of the show and watched us all the time, I think once I got beyond that, the very first person in the interactions was like, okay, before. I, I, in, this was in the scheduling. This was beforehand. I just noticed that there might've been some misunderstanding. So I was like, okay, this is what's going on. Are you okay with it? And they said, yes, yeah, sure. So then for every other interaction that that had after that, I made sure that they knew exactly what was going on. And I have not done anything differently since.
1: Uh, unrelated in our chat, Johnny saying, I've been looking into speech to speech AI for audio drama characters. I'm not sure. Uh, is that a product speech to speech AI? Uh, but if you decide to use another AI software, you could lose the voices for the characters that were established. I think I will just do the voices. So I'm assuming speech to speech AI is a product is, is what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure what exactly that is. Maybe text-to-speech AI? Uh, oh, interesting. Well, that's what I'm or, not or sure. Maybe, and maybe you feed it speech, and then it comes back and you can manipulate it, kind of like what Waffles did mm. for my voice on the podcast a few weeks ago.
1: Yeah, maybe. Um, uh, well, I'm looking here at Googling. There's a couple things that says real-time speech-to-speech AI. So I guess it must be... Th- oh, yeah, transform your voice into another within seconds. So that is what oh, it okay. is. Interesting. So it's like,
0: v- it's like VTubing, right? Where Where yeah. you have the cartoon character instead of being visual it's audio Uh,
1: you know but regardless of this the whole point about um as we get more and more you know text-to-speech or now speech-to-speech uh realistic voices it does bring up a really good point point. you know like any other thing that's involved in a subscription service with your podcast if you decide that that's no longer for you There's a certain amount of content that you're probably going to have to leave there with them, and so you know it could be something like you've really built your uh, website on a podcast media host, and and they offer a certain amount of features, and you decide, okay, well, I want to go to a different media host. Well, now that website's going to change. If you're editing exclusively in uh, subscription based software, and you're like, look, I don't want to edit, I don't want to keep subscribing anymore. Well, now all of your project files are stuck in that past software. So, and, and, you know, if it's an online thing, then it's stuck in that online platform. So, you know, it's a problem all around. And as people start to use things like AI generated voices or just, you know, non-AI, but realistic sounding voices, um, it could happen. You can move on or the company could go away. And now that person, that voice is lost. I'll give you an
0: example that I've actually heard a lot about reading on the R podcasting subreddit. You know how everybody wants to do a music podcast? Well, on Spotify, you can go ahead and do a music podcast, but you're playing only in the Spotify ecosystem and you're playing with the music that's there. I've heard several times of people trying to transfer that show because they feel caged by the Spotify walled garden. I want to get my podcast ever not understanding that the reason that they're caged in there are music rights, right? Mm. So they go ahead And then they applied to go to another, uh, you know, put in a 301 redirect, have their show redirected and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, boop, most of their episodes or all their episodes are gone. Like, what happened? Well, you didn't have the rights to all that. Or they get a takedown notification.
1: Yeah. Uh, Johnny is clarifying that, uh, yes, you speak and then it tweaks it to a different voice. So it basically keeps your inflections and your readings and your pauses. So that makes a lot of sense. That's. Yeah. That's really cool. I I was not familiar with that, and I want to familiarize myself with that. Actually,
0: yeah, to make yourself different. I mean, yeah, I guess this will spur a whole new round of anonymous podcasters.
1: Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, if it sounds good. Uh, and that is a big if. E-
0: even if it doesn't sound good, as long as it disguises your voice and you can understand it, is that your definition of good? Is if you can understand it?
1: No, I'm. I mean, people. Because I think that if someone is hearing a podcast and they go, that voice sounds synthesized, there's a certain percentage of listeners that will lose with synthesized um, speech.
0: Okay, fair.
1: All right, so I caved, Sp. I caved.
0: I saw you caved, but I don't know what you caved about. You, didn't okay. put, you strategically did <laughs> not put what you caved about in the show notes. Uh, I
1: did cave. So after many, many summers, I caved. And this is partially because... I I decided that another year is going to come and go without putting a heat pump into the house. So I oh. I put a, I, I have some portable air conditioner units upstairs that are in a couple different rooms. I don't use window ACs for a couple different reasons. You can hit me up in Discord if you want. And I'll explain the stupid reasons why. Uh, but I use these portable AC units, and I decided that I was going to and I didn't want to do it. Spend the money on one for the den. And I've got it in here and it's loud and it's obnoxious, but it's part, it's largely for, you know, when I'm working at home, but also partially because it's been a warm summer and I'm just like, every time I've been podcasting every week, and even, you know, obviously the day to day work, but with podcasting, I got the main computer going, I got the lights on, and it just heats up so fast. For those of you who have watched the show live, geeks.live which is at 4 15 p.m pacific 7 15 p.m eastern on wednesdays i've talked about this after the show a few times about how much my temperature has creeped up to stupid levels i've gone i've looked i've been like wow i'm glad my pits weren't on camera uh you know after the show like that sort of stuff It gets stupidly hot in here um with all that stuff on and so i finally did that and I probably won't be able to do it while I'm recording because it is loud. It is obnoxious, but I could do what I did today, which is be borderline too cold through the day. So I dropped the temperature before oh, I start true. and it has been fantastic. I dropped it like I let it run basically all day knowing I was going to stream tonight and it's been working. It, it's, you know, only 23.8 Celsius right now in the hot in the warmer part of my office, which is uh a little warmer than everywhere else. And for you uh freedom units people, that is uh 74 Fahrenheit, which is which is much more comfortable than it has been um in recent uh recent weeks as I've been ending the show.
0: <laughs> it's not just the heat, it is the humidity. So what you've done is you've conditioned the air throughout the day and you've taken out a lot of yeah. humidity. So the 74 with less humidity feels a little bit more tolerable right now than it would have been with the original humidity in the room at 74 degrees. So just to give everybody an example, when I went to the lake over the 4th of July, I jumped the thermostat up to 78 degrees. I didn't want to go beyond that because I didn't want stuff melting in the house, that sort of thing. And it was really hot then. So it was running at about 78 degrees. I think I bumped it up to 79 while I was up there because, you know, smart stuff, you can actually control it from far away. When I was driving back, halfway back, I'm like, okay, this is enough time. I punched it down to 71 degrees, which is normally where I keep it. Cooper, he's a full furred golden retriever that poor dog needs it a little cooler. So pumped it down to 71. It was. Uh, 90 93 that day somewhere around there in freedom units i'm not going to convert to celsius off the top of my head (laughs) and and uh by the time i got home it was still 73 so the problem was all that humidity that was not only in the air but it seeped into the wood in the house and the drywall Mm. in the house and stuff like that for over a week it had Tried to the air conditioning, tried to take that out and it just couldn't get all that way with the excessive heat. Now, it was comfortable when I got home, but it then took overnight to get down to like once I got home and I I figured out the situation, I'm like, oh, crap, I'm going to push this down to 69 degrees And so overnight it got down to 69. It was still humid, though, a little bit more humid in the house. So that's just an example. It's a full day with a really good air conditioning whole house system that really took some time. So to get that humidity out, it does take some time. So doing exactly what you're doing, I think, is the best way to go. And then the professionals say, by the way, if you're playing that game, four degrees is what you can get in a couple of hours. That's all you can get four degrees. If it's any more than four degrees, it's going to take additional time to bring down.
1: We've had the portable AC units upstairs for years because, again, I've not done the heat pump thing, which is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, you know, when I know it's going to be a warm day, I even before it's necessary, I start it in the morning because otherwise it's just going to be a battle all day. But there's a, a challenge I have because the way that that everything's configured in here, I, I've got exhausted to outside the window. And so that's to my left here. That's that's to my left over behind the curtain that you might see there. So really, the only place I could really put it is below this desk, which you can't see because there's a chat over it right now, but below the desk. So I've got that there. So it's kind of directly behind me a little bit. And then, you know, what else is behind me, SP, my green screen. So I thought what we should do right now is we should turn it on and we can see if we hear it, which we probably will. And we can see if my green screen has an issue. Should we should we do that?
0: Yeah, I, I can see what's gonna happen here.
1: All right. I've just fun. pushed it and I can hear it starting. My lights just flickered. And it's uh it's starting. It's running right now, actually. It's running right now. I don't think it's fully come on. My my green screen is actually waving right now, and it looks like it's not affecting it. I can see it behind me waving away i wonder if i can uh let me do this here we go there we go you can you can see oh it doesn't look as bad on the camera as it does in person but it's waving waving away right now and apparently it's not impacting it so there you go but the question is afterwards how obvious will it be i'm gonna keep it going for the rest of the show because we've only got a few minutes left and we'll see how noticeable it is afterwards
0: yeah the noise gating on the system that we're using to connect is doing quite well or your (laughs) noise gate on your microphone because i can't hear it
1: yeah, I can't either, but we'll find out. We'll see. You might hear it when I'm talking. Time will tell.
0: All right. Awesome.
1: Uh, for the live audience, I actually have something that is it, only going to be applicable for you because it will be too late for the posted audience. But there was something that I came across and I did come across this last week. And I I and I, I totally forgot about it until I saw an article today. If you used Google Hangouts as a chat service, not Google Chat that is out there now, but the actual version previously, Google Hangouts, and you sent pictures and videos and things back and forth, today is the last day that you can retrieve any of that media that you sent between it. Tomorrow it's too late. So, What it is, is you can use the Google takeout service, which if you've never looked that up before, it's worth looking up. You can pull a bunch of data down from Google and archive it and stuff. But there is um, a specific uh, section of it called the Album Archive, which was primarily used in Google Hangouts. And that's where a lot of that media was sent. Apparently, you know, Google Photos libraries and everything, they're all safe. But this this specific Album Archive, which is mostly tied to Google Hangouts, Today is the last day. So if you did send anything and you want to try to get those videos, go ahead and do that. I forgot about it. I went to do it today. Saw a couple things in there that made me laugh that pretty sure SB had sent to me. A couple other things I had sent people. I don't know. It was there's some different things in there. So um, definitely uh, if you're watching this right now while we stream on the 19th of July, check that out if you want to download that stuff. And then after then they will be gone. There'll be no more.
0: Steven, I also did that today because I just forgot when the announcement came out. So thank you very much for the heads up. And I just opened one of my archives, okay. the zip files, <laughs> yeah. and I just opened up one of the pictures. And I'm going to post it in the live chat for you. Oh, I'm looking uh, at
1: one right now that I can't post in the live chat. <laughs> oh,
0: the upload failed. Oh, uh, that's too bad. Uh, m- maybe I just need to like po- put it on my desktop and then put it over because you know it's the it's in the. Uh, uh what do you want to call it the yeah the, the different format the zip format so let's see let's see if this will work interesting yeah there book. you go okay does it does that look familiar
1: oh uh what was the okay so this is um a photo of a uh a, a vancouver sports person that i i must have sent him at some point um i remember taking this at some point i don't remember when but um, I'm not going to put it on the video. I'll just describe it because yeah, it, it, sure. it's a it's a newscaster um, with TSN 1040 and she it has a microphone in front of her and I probably was sending SP that microphone because I don't remember what microphone that was. We, that was back when
0: we were like, oh, look at this microphone. Do you know what it is? So we'd play, you know, stump each other with what microphone is it?
1: Oh, right, right. That's what it was. And I think this was a did we, it might have been a Behringer microphone. I'm not sure.
0: No, that's a, a broadcaster microphone.
1: I'm sorry, not Behringer. I, I meant to say uh, Road... I don't know why I said Behringer. I was thinking the Road Broadcaster.
0: I think it's a Road Broadcaster.
1: Yeah, I don't know why I said Behringer. I was literally thinking Road Broadcaster. So I get to but... play stump the Stephen there you go. something it's... you sent me <laughs> how, so many years ago. How many years, years later? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, if you uh want to check that out, go over to our Discord. It's betterpodcasting.com forward slash Discord. Head on over to the live chat channel and you'll see that on today, the 19th of July. And I feel like my chroma key is really just waving away here, but it still doesn't look that bad. But it's waving, it's a waving.
0: I think it has to do with your lighting <sighs> and the fact that there's not too many dimples in the lighting
1: mm, that could so be the green be.
0: screen is able to compensate for it
1: for sure. So anyways, also, let me know once you've heard this, because it's still running. The AC units run and tell me it was it was very obvious. I'll hear it afterwards myself because I got to run all the other stuff on it. But maybe on a really, really hot day, I could pull it off. I'm going to guess no, but maybe
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I haven't had a problem with it yet. So, yeah.
1: All right. Is there anything else that you'd like to do um, other than talk about Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D.?
0: I am doing Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We talked about it earlier. It is a podcast on the Marvel Cinematic Universe or really Marvel Studios projects that are out there. And we're covering Secret Invasion right now. It's a bittersweet time, as we mentioned before, because of the strikes. But we're still going to cover it because that's what's being showed right now. We have talked about what we're going to cover next because it probably won't be a current project, but it's still... We still have kind of an icky feeling in all of us because we are in support of the writers and the screen actors guild. So, well, we're just taking it one week at a time with that hmm. show.
1: Yeah, that's a tough, tough predicament. And I don't envy that predicament that you're in.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the bane of being a TV show podcast, basically.
1: For sure. And hey, if you didn't know this, the official Gunna Geek show, which is the show that SP, Chris Farrell, and myself do, we're a monthly show. We talk random geeky topics. And uh, you check that out at gunnageek.com. And this past episode that we just recorded two days ago, we talked about our Prime Day purchases. And I got to give SP a shout out right now because I think that he bought the, the best Prime Day purchase that has ever been purchased before. And it's, 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 you know, way better than any gear that one could have purchased. What was that, SP? <laughs> I think
0: that what they need to do is go to the Gunna Geek Show episode, what? It was a 403? 404, I think. For, 404 and go to the end of that and watch it for yourself. So it was, uh, it was unexpectedly epic. I was thinking these guys had already seen it. Sorry, for, it was 403. Right. I yeah. was right. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking these guys had seen it because I had posted on uh, social media and they're like, that is the best thing ever. So yeah, I'm going to actually have to use said thing pretty soon to uh, make sure that these guys know that I know how to use
1: it. I'll tease you with this DeWalt in the kitchen. Let's let's leave it at that. <laughs> Walt in the kitchen. So for episode number 54, not 55, of Better Podcasting Live Chat, I'm Stephen saying yes. Can you hear the AC? I don't know. Either way, I like it being on right now. It's cold.
0: I'm SP saying it's great to have Stephen back. Oof, I just threw up in my mouth.
1: <laughs> and we'll see everybody next time. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Come to our live chat. Thanks for checking out another episode
0: of Better Podcasting. You can find the full back catalog of Better Podcasting at betterpodcasting.com. If you're into geeky podcasts, please check out the other podcasts on the Gunna Geek Network at gunnageeknetwork.com. This show was produced and edited by Stephen John Drew. Voice work was done by L.W. Salinas. Thanks again for listening or watching, and we hope to see you again next week.